Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are really thinking about healthy boundaries. You know, that's something that we really need to start thinking for ourselves and with the relationships that we have with other people. Can you really say you have a healthy boundary? Well, I have a special guest here today, Marisa, who will be helping us really understand our our boundaries and how to make sure that they're healthy for ourselves and for other people. So Marisa, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? Wonderful. Yes, my name is Marisa Ferreira. And I was telling Mitzi just before we got on that I'm originally from Ontario, Canada, and now I live in Columbia, South America, where it's beautiful weather year round. But a little bit about my background. Um, like a lot of people, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. I experienced a lot of physical and emotional abuse and witnessed my sisters and my mom experiencing the same. And so because of that trauma, I found myself really shutting down at an early age to protect myself from from feeling pain. And so I realized when I was a young adult that I really had no self-confidence, no self-esteem and no voice and certainly no boundaries because I really didn't even know myself enough to know what my boundaries could be or what I would want them to be. And so over the years, um, I've done a lot of work on myself, healing work, and now I love to support other people who may or may not have experienced um, severe trauma, because I think most of us, if not all of us, have experienced some degree of trauma in our lives through our childhood or even through our adult lives and have difficulty with boundaries. And so I think it's really, really important for us to have healthy boundaries so that we can be true to ourselves and really respect our own needs uh, while respecting the needs of others as well. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, I think, to be honest, I've spoken this with this uh, with other guests before that we've covered on trauma and it made me really realize nobody's exempt from it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, nobody's mm-hmm. exempt from trauma. Nobody's exempt from experiencing it some way, shape or form, because depending on how we perceive things and how we ab- absorb it in within ourselves mm-hmm. really determines if it's going to affect us in that trauma level, you know, so it just mm-hmm. depends on how you're dealing with it and maintaining it. And I think the way that you said how you dealt with it, a lot of people gone through that, you know, they've gone through that numbing stage. And I guess the hardest thing for people when they're determining their boundaries is how do they already determine if they have boundaries? You know, what would you say to the someone if they're trying to figure out if they already have boundaries in place? Well, I think the most important thing is to really be conscious of your feelings And like I said, it's difficult if you're disconnected from them, right? Because there was a time when if somebody asked me how I felt about things, I'd be like, stare at them with this blank state, like, I don't know. So the most important thing is to really connect with your feelings. And if you are shut down and have difficulty with that, that would be the first step. Because until we can connect with our feelings, it's hard to know again, where our boundaries would be. But once you are connected, we know internally when our boundaries have been crossed. It's any time somebody may say something to you that you feel something rising within you that you feel is inappropriate or maybe unloving. And just being able to speak about it without the fear of being attacked Uh, or, you know, criticized or abandoned, which is a big fear that people have, really paying attention to when people say or do things that 
unsettles you in some way. That could be a boundary issue, but it could also be an opportunity to look at what's triggering you that could be, you know, an, an up-leveling of your wounds that's coming to the surface to be healed. And so that's there's a fine line there between boundaries and, and looking at triggers as opportunities to heal because... It, it, they, they kind of go together. Like when somebody triggers you and you feel upset, it's not normally the situation in front of you that's causing as much of the upset as perhaps what happened in the past. And so it's important to really take a look at that as well. But being able to communicate if somebody says something to you and they're not treating you with the respect that you deserve, with the love that you deserve, to be able to speak up about that, but to be able to do it in a loving way, right? Sometimes people, when they start to... Um, experiment or try to set up boundaries that they didn't have. They go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So they go from people pleasing and just kind of going along with whatever anybody wants to the iron fist because they're like, you know, they say, I've had it. That's it. I'm not going to let, you know, be a doormat anymore. I'm not going to let people treat me this way. And so they come at it with like a bulldozer. And so either extreme is not really healthy, but when we're able to heal from the woundedness that caused us to not have the boundaries, we're able to stay in our power and say, you know what, um, my relationship with you is important to me and it's not okay the way you just spoke to me. It's very unloving. It's very unkind. And I would appreciate you treating me with more love and kindness or respect. And if they're not willing to do that, you need to know where your boundary is and, and let them know that you're actually going to leave if you're together physically or tell them you're going to hang up rather than just hanging up in anger and upset. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense what you're saying. And I love how you brought up the fact of people pleasing and the door and just the bulldozers mentality, because you're absolutely right. There's those wide spectrums and but nobody has really gotten into the middle to really realize like you can please people, but you can also please yourself and you can also mm -hmm. stand your ground, you know, exactly. and I think that's something that we all really need to take into consideration and really think about on our daily lives. And I think the hardest place that people really have that placement of boundaries is within your own home. You yes. know what I mean? Because when you're in your own home, especially as a child, boundaries are always being tested mm -hmm. and discipline is always being forced before respecting the child's boundaries you know mm -hmm. you a lot of times parents perceive their child okay you need to listen or if you don't listen then you're being disrespectful so mm -hmm. it's hard when you're in that mindset as a child or as a teen growing up in that family environment and then learning how to still place boundaries with for yourself so that you can keep your sanity within that and I know that there there's a lot of young kids who are trying to have that understanding and that self-growth now early Mm -hmm. versus later on. And I applaud those individuals for doing so. So what would you, what advice would you give someone uh, like a, possibly like a teenager or a child who's possibly trying to respect their parents, however, also trying to respect themselves at the same time? What would be some great advice you can give for that? Yeah, that's great. I generally work with adults, but in terms of that, I did work with children in the past. I used to be a school teacher. So we talked a lot about, you know, respecting, creating respectful relationships and cooperative relationships. I think the most important thing for anyone, whether it's a child or an adult that wants to express their boundaries to someone else is to always come from the heart. Because what often happens with young people and teenagers is that they, they react 
to the parents and how the parents are perhaps, you know, trying to control them or manipulate them into being a certain way and it's, it's yeah. crossing their boundaries. And so they react with anger and upset and rebellion. And that just creates more conflict and more disharmony within the relationship. So if they can, and this is hard for a teenager, but if they can understand that their parents don't know any better, like they really don't, they're only doing what they've been taught, what they've learned growing up. And so they're doing the best that they can and they are doing what they're doing because they do love their kids. Like that's the one thing that, you know, I had, well, I didn't have to learn, but I did learn through my own healing that even with my abuse on on the deepest level, my father believed that what he, the way he was with me and my sisters was coming from love because he cared so much. He wanted us to stay on the straight and narrow path and not become delinquent or not become, you know, get into drugs and alcohol. So he just ruled with an iron fist. So as a child, I was terrified of him and I wasn't fond of him at all. But when I started to do my inner healing work, I realized that he didn't know any better. And that was the only way he knew how to express his love to make sure we didn't get into trouble and all of that. And so with the young people you're talking about, if they can just remember that their parents aren't acting the way they're acting because they're um, mean, right? Even if it appears like they are, um, they really don't know any better. So if they can come from the heart and actually even say to their parents, you know, look, I know you love me and I know you're worried about me. And that's why you're, you know, saying that I have to do X, Y, or Z, but I really need to be my own person. And that's not something that I want to do, or that's not something that really respects my boundaries. So how can we work together with this so that both of our needs can be met? And that's an adult perspective. But sometimes, you know, the younger teenagers, if they have the awareness, the self-awareness and the understanding, they can actually play that role better than their own parents, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense because I've noticed that a lot of younger individuals who have that self-awareness very early, they actually educate their parents on the matters because like Mm -hmm. you said, parents, they're just going with the flow and how they're just going back to their memories and how they were raised and how such and such was ways Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so yeah I absolutely understand what you're saying and it's nice how you're working with adults and it's nice how you did work with children and you were able to give them that type of insights and that perspective because I'm pretty sure you probably helped at least one person really understand it like "Mm, that's interesting you know and it's it's funny because when you work with adults and you have this boundary concept, do you ever have a moment where they were like, I wish I knew this sooner? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I felt that way. And that's why when I, you know, I was a school teacher and I actually had my own holistic private school for a few years and I really focused a lot on the social emotional development for the children. And like you said, they were teaching their children because I, you just, when you were talking about that, it made me remember this experience um, where one of the parents um, was speaking not very nicely to one of the students and it wasn't their child. It was somebody else. I don't know. don't remember the circumstances, yeah. but this 10 year old very respectfully said to this adult as he's looking up to this adult who's not speaking to him very kindly and he said you know I really don't appreciate the way that you're speaking with me would you please speak to me with more kindness or something to that effect and I was like wow I'm like okay they really can learn this stuff right it's never too early and it's never too late but certainly the children can teach the adults because we didn't have a lot of that um 
training really we didn't we didn't have the tools back then you know to, to learn from our parents and they certainly didn't have it so I, I just feel really grateful that the opportunities are here today and so yes I worked with children in the past and now I say sometimes I'm working with people's inner child and helping them with their adult family relationships because as you probably know um, the family relationships within adult families like siblings parents are the most challenging sometimes and that's why when people you know get together families for holidays it's like sometimes not a very happy occasion because all the unhealed wounds from their past and there's you know family dynamics from the past are just all brought together again and so the dynamics can be very unsettling so when even one person in the family can learn some tools on how to communicate from the heart how to heal they can shift the dynamics for the whole family so it can be it's quite beautiful it is. It is because I'm that person in my family. Okay, there you go. <laughs> because I'm the one that has, when we have family events and my mom goes back to her old ways, yes. I have to be like, mom, we're not, we're not five years old anymore. Yes. We're not, we're not 19, you know, or yes. we're grown women with our own families. You know, you need to take that mind frame out and put us yes. in a different mind frame. And I think that's the hardest things with parents is that you will always see your children as children. And I think that's the problem. We need to remember that they evolve. So we mm-hmm. need to evolve when they do as well. And mm-hmm. when we finally learn that concept, I think that respect will be there, you know, and that that understanding will be there. I mean, my mom is still learning, you know, she's an old, old mind, so it's okay, but I still love her. But I, you know, mm-hmm. I have to put that into perspective too. Like she's just following what she learned and mm-hmm. everything that she's done different she had to figure out by herself it wasn't always right but it wasn't always wrong either Mm -hmm. and I think once we all realize that main main point right there that we all just are winging it to be honest we could read a million how-to do books and it still won't give us all of the answers that we need on how to exactly live life and how to change our lives and how to evolve our lives and I think just just trying to branch out is important but it's I think it's great how you're trying to teach the boundaries within the families when you're older but what would you what advice do you have for like you know relationship wise you know like Mm -hmm. husband and wife or or that spouse um Mm -hmm. you know that you know when they're together I always feel that there's always some boundaries that are crossed because the other person has a different line to their boundary Mm -hmm. versus another so Mm -hmm. when the other person's upset the other one doesn't understand but they don't know where that line is you know so what would you say for individuals or couples who are having that issue with understanding that line yeah and that's part of the family relationships i talk about too can be within couples and and that's a very great question that you're asking and i think again the most important thing with couples is for them to really sit down and have a heart-to-heart conversation and to acknowledge that they both want the same thing right and for the one person can start the conversation the person who's aware maybe who's listening to this can just say you know i I just can we just create a time when when we can talk i just really want to have a heart-to-heart conversation with you and see how we can make our relationship even better because, you know, it's really important to me. When you create a safe space, I think that's really important because if you just say, you know, let's let's arrange a time to talk, then the person can get really nervous, like, oh, what do you want to say? And then all their, you know, anxiety starts to come up. But if you start again, always come from the heart. If you say, 
You know, I want to see, you know, how we can make our relationship better. And with couples and actually with anybody, if you start with letting the other person express first, because a lot of times we want to share, you know, what we want to say, right? But the other person, if they've got stuff that they need to express, they can't hear you. So you create more space by letting them empty their cup first. And so if you say to them, you know, I want you to share with me, you know, what do you feel is really working well in our relationship? And and where are some areas that you'd like to see things change and maybe improve? And then the really important thing there is to be careful not to go into defense if you, you know, right? Because because if you're going to ask, you need to be ready to hear. And they might say, this person, again, depending on the level of awareness, they might point fingers at you and say, well, you know, I love this, but I don't like it when you do this or you do that. And, and so when somebody points the finger, we can get our backs up, right? And so if we remember that they're just expressing, you know, the best that they can, and even if they're pointing the finger, it's not necessarily about you. But if you listen to understand instead of to defend And just to get to the bottom of it, you can come to a much more mutually peaceful resolution and just say, you know, tell me more about that. Or just even take responsibility and say, you know, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. That was never my intention when I do that to do this. Like be heartfelt, right? And then the big part is to to create agreements because a lot of times relationships have difficulty because there's a lot of expectations that are not even communicated. And then when they're not met, you get really upset and we start making it mean like they don't love me, they don't care about me. We make up all kinds of stuff that just creates more problems. So if you can come up with agreements, which is like a boundary, right? And then you you agree to certain things and then you give each other the space to grow into that agreement. Because just because you make a new agreement with somebody doesn't mean all of a sudden they're going to show up like that because you've got to remember they've got a pattern that's been going on for who knows how many years. So let one another know, okay, so if you break that agreement or if one of us breaks the agreement, what can we lovingly say to the other to remind of this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of you promised or you agreed to this and now you're already, you know, it's only one day, you're already not keeping it. Instead of saying, you remember when we talked about whatever? Oh, yeah, okay. Again, when you come from the heart, I'm telling you, it changes everything. But when you come from trying to be right and trying to make the other person wrong, it just can get really, really ugly. And so once the other person's had that opportunity to express, then say, you know, I'd like to share with you, you know, also what what I need or what I want. And it might take several conversations because depending on the circumstances, you don't want to have like a three-hour marathon conversation that, you know, it's going to just totally wear you out. But even if you choose yeah. one thing, one thing each start with that you want to start improving and as you start to play with the agreements and and those are the boundaries now right because that's another word for it is is an agreement and then you have to know you know what's important to you and what's most important and communicate it from the heart just it's really important to me that when you speak to me you speak to me respectfully because it really hurts when I feel like you're talking down to me or you yell at me or whatever is going on So the conversation, again, the key points is speak from your heart, let the other person express first, create agreements, and then share something that you would like to see shift. But again, from that place of wanting to enhance the the relationship, not to make the other person wrong. 
Yeah. And I guess um, a thought just came to my head. Do you think the way that people project out their tone really does affect the way that someone's going to receive the information? Because I feel that sometimes certain things can be said, but with the wrong tone, it affects the other person in a way Mm -hmm. where they're not going to be receptive and they're just going to close it off, even if they're trying to tell you that they love you. You know, I mean, what would you say to someone who's having an issue with it comes to tone and projecting out their their emotions and their hearts? Because the problem is not them projecting out from their heart. The problem is their tone and not knowing how to project that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, when we, when any of us have a tone that kind of that's get, when we project anything onto someone else, um, and the tone is not loving, it's you know could be harsh or, or accusational or it could be demeaning, it could be all kinds of things. That's an indication that something within you has been triggered, mm-hmm. right? That's when we know because whenever we're um, speaking from from our hearts, then we're, we're in our heart space, we can speak lovingly, everything's great. But whenever we get into that reactionary place, yeah. I think it's important for us to take full responsibility for it. Because we want to make it about the other person, like I said earlier, like, well, they just said something, so now I'm feeling this, or they just did something, so now I'm feeling this, or they didn't say what I wanted them to say, now I'm feeling this, or they didn't do what I wanted them to do, now I'm feeling this. But if you can say to the other person, even if you notice yourself speaking in a harsh tone, as soon as you recognize it, take responsibility, you can say to the other person, you know what, I'm really sorry, I just realized that i express myself, you know, pretty harshly. And what I'm noticing, what's coming up for me are these feelings of whatever it is. And it's reminding me of when, because it's something from the past, right? It's something from the past. And so the other person's going to have a lot more compassion and empathy for you if you take responsibility for your own emotions instead of blaming somebody else for them. Because we are all responsible for our own emotions, yeah, I like that. I like the way that you put it. Thank you for that. Thank you. And it, I guess it just really shows that we have to really allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And we have to allow ourselves to really explore and understand who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think once we do that, then the compassion and the empathy will really come along when it comes to talking to other people. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that because I think it's needed. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of people put all of those pieces to the puzzle and realize oh that's the issue (laughs) you know they'll take Mm -hmm. a few pieces and be like you know what there's missing pieces so obviously it's not my pieces Mm -hmm. no it's the whole puzzle is all you boo (laughs) yeah yeah we're we're totally 100 responsible for our own um reactions but this is the thing when we get triggered and we just automatically have that knee-jerk reaction because somebody's pushed our buttons uh, we don't have awareness yet But that's why when you start to work, look at, well, who's pushing my buttons the most? And I often tell my clients, whoever pushes your buttons the most, they're actually your biggest teacher. I like that. Right? Because they're showing you the parts of you that have yet to be healed. Because if when we're healed, it doesn't matter what anybody says to us. Exactly. It really doesn't because we know who we are and we can stand on our own divine power not egotistical power, but heart power and just respond with love. Even if somebody projects something that could be almost hateful, you could say, wow, I'm sensing like you're really upset right now instead of taking it in and it's all about you. Right. But you can't do that if you still are carrying around all these wounds that you've buried because they're too painful to look at. But that's the freedom is when we're willing to 
take the opportunity when somebody pushes our buttons to see it as a gift instead of a curse. It's amazing what can come from that because you're going to start becoming more self-aware. You do your healing work and now you can respond instead of react. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Marisa. It has really been a pleasure having this great conversation with you. You really have put a lot of things into perspective for me and you really made me think about a lot of things that just just clicked you know I was just either missing one little piece or one little thing and then you just expressing everything that you said it just like now it just all makes sense I can see the clear picture now so I I honestly thank you for this because I know my husband was happy to hear that I was speaking to someone when it came to boundaries because he says that I have an issue when it comes to that with him so I understand exactly where he's coming from now so I honestly and truly, truly, truly thank you for this conversation. And I guess to start wrapping up the show before it cuts us off, um, what would be some great advice? I know you've been obviously been giving us some already great advice, but what would be some great advice that you can leave off my audience or myself with? Well, one of the things I always love to say, and I think I may have even alluded to it earlier, is that each of us is really always doing the best that we can with our level of self-awareness, with the tools that we have, the understanding that we have. And when we can remember that, it's easier to have self-empathy and compassion and empathy and compassion for another. And just always come from your heart and come from love and everything shifts. Like it's just, it's magical when you're able to come from that place. Yes, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I have no disagreements. (laughs) No rebuttals. (laughs) That's great. Well, I'm glad what I shared is helpful for you and hopefully for the listeners as well. Exactly. If it was helpful for me, I know most definitely it's going to be helpful for somebody else out there because I know I'm not the only one struggling with this, you know, so I'm honest and I could admit that I have issues, you know, so I'm hoping that my audience can be honest and admit that they have issues too. And that's why they're tuning in and watching and trying to evolve to become their better selves, you know, and just become a better human being in general, you know, and Mm -hmm. if anybody in my audience wants to know more about Marisa, go check her out. I have her, I have a link to her web, to her website so that you can find out all about Marisa and all that she offers. You can find her lovely photo on their special guest on mitzithinking.com so that you can really connect with her, you know, and if you are trying to figure out your own boundaries, you know, if this wasn't enough for you, sometimes this quick conversation or listening to a conversation may not be enough. You know, maybe you need something more in depth, you know, then go reach out, go reach out to Marisa, go reach out to anybody that you feel that may help you put the pieces to your puzzle, you know, maybe. So if anything, go check her out and I'm promise, promise, promise you won't be disappointed. (laughs) All righty, y'all, y'all take care and be safe, y'all. Bye.